mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 283 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching episode, uh, episode season four. Yes. Episode eight. Yeah. Of SG Atlantis. Yes. The Seer. Uh-huh. A.K.A. I didn't write one down. I had a good one and I didn't write it down. Oh. Or it didn't save. Um, my AKA, and I have to scroll to it because I didn't write it down, but it's a cl- we're going to come up with better ones later. Yeah. But, like, the closest one that I can think of is, gosh, I can't even... What's the quote that Davos tells... Sam? Sam. Um... The one about, like, we make our own yes, future, basically? Yeah, 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 that one. I, I've got it in my notes, but of course, again, my notes are difficult to see. Oh, the future, a shorter version of the future is predetermined, but the character of, by the character of those who shape oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So do a shorter oh, version of that. AKA, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it is if, to be, it's up to me. There you go. And that's from Maya and the Three. <laughs> go watch Maya and the Three. I have not seen that yet. Watch it. Everybody watch it. Love it. I'm sure. By the way, what have you been watching? This that's her nice little segue. Um, I actually finished watching The Librarians. Oh, which I will be honest, I'd seen season one, but I'd never seen the other three seasons. And god damn it, I love that series (laughs) so much because it's just it's my tone. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. There is I have a couple librarians references in my notes. Um, it's like, there are times where like the entire world and everything is at risk. The other times it's just like a fun meta episode. Okay. Um, all the characters are awesome. I finished that. I then went on just a Christian Kane kick because I adore him. I think he's great. And then watch, there's one season of a show called Almost Paradise, which uh, Dean Devlin also did. Is Christian Kane the guy from the show I like? I need more information than that. Christian Kane, the show. Leverage? Yes. Yes, it is him. Thank you. Well, and, and the librarians, because it's also a Dean Devlin show. The show I like. <laughs> because they have, like, a working relationship, Christian Kane and Dean yeah. Devlin. Almost Paradise is also Dean Devlin. <laughs> it's kind of cool because it's entirely filmed in the Philippines with, like, an entire Filipino yes. crew and everything. That's kind of cool. Um, and mostly cast, except for Christian Kane <laughs> well, a few yeah. others. Um, um, well, uh, Richard Kind uh, showed up in an episode of that. Of course. Because he's everywhere. Cause it's Richard Kind. Um, and he plays typical Richard Kind character. Um, but yeah, I watched... A lovable butthole. A lovable butthole, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Phrasing. (laughs) A.K.A. lovable butthole. Um, But yeah, so... Guys, go watch Librarians if you haven't seen it. It's a lot of fun. It's on Hulu. (laughs) It's fantastic. I might throw that in the queue. Noah Wiley, like, pops in and out. Because he's from the movies. Yes. And so he's in, like, half of the episodes. I guess I should watch the movies first, huh? You don't need to. Maybe I'll watch the movies. I don't I'm think watch I watched all of the movies. Okay. 
I think there's one I missed. I think there's three, and I think I missed one of them. But you Got don't it. have to know any of them to watch the series and okay. fully enjoy it. Got it. Yeah. Important things. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, Big I ones, started reading... Ones. Oh, last night, random thing. It's on Netflix. We watched Red Notice. It's like the heist film with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah. The one where she she's it sounds like she's dropped her accent a little. Mm, It was still there. Yeah. I will say this. It's exactly what you expect it to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm it. It doesn't pretend to be anything. It's not. Oh, right on. It is just fun. It's just loud, booming things. It's just fun. Um. I watched an old movie, not old, like early cinema, but like a few years back. And if you have a storm of a week like the one I Uh did, I do recommend pulling out something like this. Uh, One of the so sometimes when I have a week like the one I did this week, I'll pull out like what dreams may come. okay, or something like that. Something to remind me of how much bigger life is. okay. Uh, And I finally, finally watched Life of Pi. I still have not oh, seen that. It one. is it is amazing. Uh, it is, um, it doesn't. How do I put this? I don't know. It doesn't give anything away to say this. Yeah. But there's a line that somebody says at the beginning of the movie, where they say, "I've heard you have a story that will make me believe in God." Okay. And then they tell the story, and at the end, you're like, "Oh, I understand." Okay. And it's not as literal as you think. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not. You know what I mean. And it's 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 beautiful. It looks gorgeous. I visually, I, I've seen enough to know it's gorgeous. Visually, I struggled to watch it because you, there's animal deaths, mm-hmm. even though there's CG animals. Still. I don't like an animal death. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 holy moly! It's a beautiful film. If you're having a time where you're struggling to see beyond yourself or mm-hmm. beyond the things you're going through, highly recommended. It. It's nice. great. Also watch My in the Three, completely different <laughs> vibes. Still good. Same amount of good. I did start reading a new book that I'm too early into the book to fully recommend it yet. Okay. Um, however, very early on, they start quoting and talking about Carl Sagan. So it's thumbs yeah. up so far in my book, but I'll share it next week if nice. it continues on its high. I'm 20 pages into it. So that works. If it continues its its high regards. I will recommend it next week. Nice. Um, otherwise, not much else for me. No. What's in store for us? November 11th, <laughs> 2007. Directed by Alan McCullough. Directed, written by Alan. Directed by Andy Makita. I'm reading Written by Alan McCullough. Fast. Directed by Andy Makita. We had yeah. sugar. I know. And I only had one. And this is already one me sugar. just on one sugar. <laughs> just one sugar, please. <laughs> and by one dose of sugar, I mean one... Very large donuts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how Jester lived. Can I please have one sugar? Some of us live on the sugar. Some of us just exist on it. I don't. So you put one full donut into my system and I'm like, I see colors. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for laughing at that. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Oh, I know. Okay. I, listen, I said exactly what I meant to say. Yep. 
Yep. Any guest stars this we week? We do have two guests. Well, three guest stars. Okay. Um, first, Christopher Heiderall is back as Todd. Yes. Which uh, I just saw him on my brain recently. Remember, I couldn't remember Todd's name, so I just kept calling him Wraith Buddy. It's Todd. It yeah, is Todd. Okay. It's Todd. Um, of course, the amazing Robert Picardo. Ah, uh, yes. I I just, listen, I know it's Wolsey. Uh, Star Trek, but what is it, Voyager that he's yeah, on? Yeah, Voyager, yeah. Every time he cops on the screen without fail, yep. husband Jesse, oh, look, it's Robert Picardo, Star yep. Trek Voyager. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's he's Robert Picardo of fucking Stargate. Of fucking everything. Yeah, um, I... I love him. He's awesome. We also have Martin Jervis as Davos. Um, this guy has... He has a very interesting IMDb. Oh. Uh, his first TV appearance was in Doctor Who, of huh. course. He has a long list of, of like TV and movies he's been in. Okay. But he's also really well known for voiceover work. Oh. He has a ton of animated things he's been in. He also does a lot of video games. Nice. Like all the, ma- I think, I don't know how many Mass Effects. There's a whole list of Mass Effects he was in. There's a billion Mass Effects. And also he's Alfred in the Batman Arkham series. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. So. He also looks like Edward Herman. Like Edward Herman's cousin. Okay, I can see that. Uh, that's who I kept seeing when they saw his face. <laughs> Anyway. So previously on Stargate, uh, mm-hmm. John was imprisoned in the cell next to Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a bit of a truce while they helped each other escape. Uh, yeah. But they did say next time they saw each other, I'll kill oh, you. Um, if we see you around here again, I'll we'll kill you. Also, remember the time that we fucked with the replicator base code again? Yep. And then turned back on the attack code to go attack the Wraith? Mm-hmm. And the war between them started? Remember yep. that time? Yep, yep. Also, the Athosians disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of last episode, Keller wanted to talk to Taylor about something. About the baby. Bu- about the baby. She's like a Jerry Springer episode. It's like, is your entire village missing and you're also pregnant? <laughs> Call us at 212 blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. This is the episode that reveals that Taylor's pregnant. But yeah. we, uh, we, we guess. I just assumed. That. I was like, she pregnant. She's doing it. Babies. So we start with Taylor telling everyone about the Vindians. Um, yeah, yeah. They're sort of recluses. They trade very rarely with other people. Taylor has never met them before. Mm-hmm. But their leader, Davos, is not just a character in Game of Thrones. Yep. <laughs> He's not just the also, also, He's yeah. a seer uh, who is rumored to be able to see the future. Mm-hmm. Which McKay immediately shits on. Yeah, a major skeptic. Because Newtonian universe, sure, maybe you can, mm-hmm. but not when quantum physics are in play. I, I do love that he turns it into a science project. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Taylor gets it. She's skeptic- skeptical. Thank you. A word I can- I don't know why I wrote that word down. I can't say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. She's also... You- <laughs> Nixie in the past had high hopes for future Nixie. I don't know why, because I have you ever heard me actually say Listen, that word correctly? Present Nixie is just struggling to believe in herself as well as past Nixie did. Listen, Taylor is also desperate. Um, Taylor is the cop who's like, fine, I'll listen to the psychic. Yeah. If it's going to help us find the Zodiac exactly. killer. Exactly. Fine. If this guy can help her find her people, she has to take it. Desperate or not. Yeah. 
What's she have? What, what do you have to lose? Yeah, she's got nothing else to go on. Apparently, it's been weeks. The investigation has turned up nothing. It's just they just vanished into thin air. Mm-hmm. And we haven't talked about this that much, but I love the setup of Sam's office. How welcoming it is. The big comfy chairs. How they took down a wall. Yeah, they rearranged. Um, but you get more insight into Sam as a leader of a group like this. Uh, Elizabeth Weir came into this a little more. Oh, yeah, I can loot a bunch of people. This yeah. is fine. No big deal. I talk to major powers all the time. Yeah. This is what I do. I am. I'm diplomacy. I went through management training. I am diplomacy. Sam, as incredible as Sam is, and as much as we believe in her and we have faith in her, yeah. as we get later on, most of the decisions she ever made were for herself. Oh, we'll get into that yeah. part of the conversation and so later. There's a lot of things where she's kind of still growing into her own mm-hmm. speed as far as a leader goes. Like, she's a natural born leader. She's got all these qualities. Yeah. She's a fearless human being. Yes. But leadership is a, it's a different thing in itself. So I like the fact that um, Sam's office is much more, it's more inviting to these sort of round table discussions yeah. that aren't always happening in the conference room. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. In the gate room, McKay tries to make the prediction that this is going to be a big old waste of time, which John knew he was going to say, but that's hardly knowing the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, which, again, that is basically sort of the Newtonian universe of, like, if you know enough of the variables, yep. you can do the math equation You can of count the, the cards. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that part, later. too. <laughs> Ronan and Taylor join them. And, well, listen, I fully, we have, we've been doing this for how many years Stargate has, mm-hmm. Okay. I fully understand while they're going in armed, they don't know what the situation is. But maybe, maybe, as you say, four heavily armed strangers going to what basically is a peaceful village of skittish people. Just saying, maybe don't bring the giant gun. You've got other options. Maybe bring like a stunner and your sidearm. Yeah. You do have other gun options. That's... um, you're giving yourself no room to escalate. Read the room. Yeah. <laughs> Read the village. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> also, I really want Ronan's vest. <laughs> of course. Um, but wormhole. And mm-hmm. once they get there, there is a greeting party waiting for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course there is. No one called ahead for reservations. <laughs> but Lenara already knows all of their names. They've totes been expected. None of this is creepy at all. She's totally heard the jokes, the bad hack jokes of like, oh, if you're a fortune teller, then why didn't you know this? She's like, we did. Hi, come here. What are you doing here? Welcome to our village. Credits. I also knew credits were going to happen. Yeah, done. At the same time, back in Atlantis, a familiar face has come through the Stargates. Ah, yes. Hello, Woolsey. (laughs) And we learned that in response to some recent incidents mm-hmm. in the city the ioa has set up a quarantine at the midway station now the quarantine is a single day yeah which do you know how quarantines work that's not very <laughs> here's what i wonder yeah no no i got nothing i got nothing because it's not like it takes them a couple days to get to the no. midway no, no it really is the dumbest quarantine it's, i've ever that's heard not of a quarantine yeah I agree. That's just buffering. Let's just say there's some Atlantis tech in play. 
Sure. Uh, medical, medical. He still medical. prefers it to the three weeks on Daedalus, which that's an actual quarantine. Hey, look at that. Okay, so he's here for Sam's three-month evaluation, and he wants to make it very clear he's here to observe only. That statement won't come into play later, and he has certainly no intention of getting involved. Check with me later in the episode. Hmm. I'm not here to meddle, except I really like meddling. Uh, He says that the IOA has finally realized that bureaucratic interference isn't always beneficial. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I have no words. (laughs) No words. (laughs) Or that basically they just don't want to make any decisions. Um, They, you know. Really what I think they've realized is, oh, shit, these decisions can affect a lot of stuff and we don't want to be responsible anymore. Well, also, you're in another galaxy and we don't know everything that's going on. We don't have all the information to make the full decisions. Mm -hmm. Also, if we make a decision, you're in another galaxy, so it's not super going to affect us. Yeah. I think ultimately the IOA is like, uh, we don't want to be responsible for this anymore. Oh, we know that part. Yeah. Uh, Wolsey has been also informed via his personal evaluations that he can be sometimes a busybody. Yeah. And Sam says nothing. Yeah. Sam 10 foot pulls that situation. Sam's nothing says so much. (laughs) So much. So much nothing is said in that moment. I feel like usually when we say we're not touching on the 10 foot pole, it's the same effect. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Her nothing is so loud. Usually our nothings are screaming through the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Saved by an unscheduled all-forward activation. Thank oh, you, my Chuck. phone's ringing. Oh, God. Oh, FaceTime. <laughs> it is Captain Robbins who has delivered medical supplies to a planet that's recently been called. But Robbins is actually calling to report that another hive has showed up after the calling. Mm-hmm. And this one has a wraith that wants to deliver a specific message huh. to Atlantis. Do you like me? Check yes or no. To John Shepard. To John Shepard. Do you like me? Check it. Sorry, it's Todd. John Shepard. (laughs) That he wants to meet. Yeah. Are you hungry? Do you want to go to Applebee's? Never ask if a wraith is hungry. (laughs) Do you want to meet me at Chili's? And by Chili's, I mean human Chili's. Uh, John is busy at the moment, however, um, heading to see Davos, mm. who apparently had a vision of their arrival, hence why Lenara was there. Yeah. She warns them that he is very ill, yeah. and the healers in the village have nothing left they can do, and really, she was kind of hoping, because you guys are from the city of the ancestors, that you could maybe ha- help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. Yep. Use all your fancy shit. Yeah. Fix my dad. Um... And apparently, like, Davos' visions, he's critical to the the village. Mm-hmm. He saw the wraith coming with enough time for all of them to prepare, get all of their supplies, and go hide in the mountains. And not a single one of them was called when the wraith came here last. Yep. Also, he's Lenara's father. Yeah. By the way, that's my dad. <laughs> I really... Her look of like the pants with half a dress situation. Yeah. I would like to bring this back into fashion. So I was just having this conversation with a friend of ours yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're trying to figure out like, want to do the dress pants thing. Yeah. But jeans are too heavy where we live. They are. And so I think like the way she's wearing it, it might be a little too heavy where we live. But like we need an option. Like, you a, can like, do, a, like a leggings. Yeah. Leggings are always a good option. 
Or or what do you do? Like, do you introduce like a cigarette pant? You might be able to do a cigarette pant. It needs to just be something that's low profile. Yeah. So I, while I didn't have it cut away, mm-hmm. um, I was, <laughs> this was in college. And again, it was where it was cold. I basically lived in like the black long underwear. They basically were black leggings. Yeah. And I would always wear dr- skirts on top of them. There you go. Because here's a fun fact. If you have a a skirt that touches the ground mm-hmm. in snow. It's going to go wet. No. Well, it does. Oh. However, it helps trap heat inside the skirt. Oh, I didn't so think of that. my legs were always warmer than <laughs> some people wearing pants. Yeah. Because I trapped the heat in the skirt. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I just always think the bottom of your dress is going to get it all funky. It's the same way because I also wore a cloak. Yeah. Uh, it traps all the heat in the extra. It's a, It was a giant. You're floor, assuming like, my body knows cloak. how to produce its own heat. This is true. My body, <laughs> and as we've learned, I might as well be dead. My body definitely knows how to produce its own heat. No, mine. I'm. Yeah, my temperature is like a few degrees lower than everybody else's all the time. Uh, I was known as cloak girl in college <laughs> because when there's the one person on campus who wears a floor length cloak. I'm honestly surprised that there was only one of you. Considering how cold it was where you lived. Well, also considering this was right after Lord of the Rings came out. Well, that's another reason why I'm like, how are you the only one? Apparently I was. Yeah. So that was a thing. Um, So when they arrive in the village, I don't know why walking into this tent, it gave me strong Denethor vibes, but it did. (laughs) I don't know why. He has been expecting them. He immediately knows that McKay has doubt in his heart. Again, he knows the things. McKay just chalks up to he knows how to read people. Mm Mm-hmm. So Davos offers him his hands. He can, one of his powers is he can show other people his visions. Yeah. Which McKay's like, yeah, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. I'm good. I don't even want to, like, I so don't believe you that I'm not even going to give you the benefit of doubt of holding your hand. What would you do in that moment? I think I asked you this while we were watching. Oh, I would take his hand. Yeah. Because there's nothing to lose. Yeah. That's fair. It's purely out of the curiosity. I... Unlike McKay, I'm not skeptical. Yeah. I don't know that I would want to take his hand for, like, fear of, like, I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I would definitely be skeptical. Yep, you did Um, it. Proud of you. But I, out of pure curiosity, would 100% take his hand. Oh, okay. 100%. Interesting. There wouldn't even be the hesitation that McKay has. Yeah, I struggle even to get, like, uh, my cards read. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not ready to have that information. It's like John says later. Yeah. Too too much much information. information. I don't can't make the decisions with too much information. See, and uh, now I haven't had, like, a tarot reading, like, an actual tarot reading in quite a while. Mm -hmm. But I pull a tarot card every morning. Okay. but And I use it. Like as the um, the card, the deck has really gorgeous illustrations. Sure. So I use it as just like a thought prompt. Yeah. Type thing. Okay. Or like I'll see something in the card, like a phrase or something, or just something to keep in mind, like um, like knowledge or like an an overflow of of thoughts or something yeah. like this or stay in control or there'll be a bunch of swords and I'll know to like keep my de- like defense or something like that so they'll sort of be like the word yeah, I have where in you mind. Come from. Yeah. yeah. Um but I 100 percent take his hand. <laughs> I would be like, why? What are you gonna show me? Is it bad? <laughs> and then you'd be like, never mind. I don't and I'd be like, what are you gonna show me? Are you gonna show me something? <laughs> or am I just gonna see something because I'm thinking Please I don't should show see me something? my death. <laughs> 
Uh, but he does, after John sort of eyebrows him, takes his hand. And McKay definitely sees a vision. He is he sees the, his team on like a jungly planet with some ruins getting ambushed by Wraith. Yep. And McKay shares what he saw with some awe and disbelief. And showing that vision, you can see, took a lot out of Davos. Yep. And McKay also was like, what the fuck just happened? Why did you do that? That's what's going on. Now, I can't tell you how I'd react if I, out of curiosity, took his hand and then actually saw something. I would probably just start running from that tent. Gotta go. (laughs) I have no clue what I would do. Where'd Nixie go? (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I'm to the game already. Yeah. Everyone is back in the conference room in Atlantis, and McKay has recounted what he saw in his vision. Hmm. To which Sam and Woolsey share an eyebrow. Yep, seems and weird. And Sam shares the fact that a wraith wants to meet with John. Yep. And his facial markings indicate that he is indeed Todd mm-hmm. from last season. Wraith buddy is wraith in a way. Oh, I was be like, wraith buddy, ally in disguise, <laughs> question mark. I like that. We both did go back to 80s cartoons, so I'm pretty good with that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, look at, he looks like... He took a Sharpie and wanted to be from Kiss, so I feel he like does, the 80s he, fits. He definitely does have yeah. some Kiss-style, Kiss-light markings. And of course, as you predict, Todd has a matter of great importance that he can only discuss with John. Yep. The weird thing is, the advanced team, sent to the rendezvous point, reports back that it looks shit ton like McKay's vision. But here's the thing, right? We're just, we were talking about this off off mic earlier. Yeah. They're described, yes. McKay described what he saw. 100%. We saw video, yes. But think of it in their way. McKay described what he saw. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, trees? Ruins? We saw trees and ruins. Yeah. Confirmation this is exactly, bias. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh, you gotta be the, so careful. That might be the AKA of this episode, confirmation bias. That's an interesting AKA. I like it. 100%. Um, there's a little bit of disagreement if if they're actually believing Davos. Now, Ronan, if you're wondering, is on the I don't believe him side. Ronan is 100% like Maya and Maya and the three. Like, <laughs> I make my future. And yes. I think he's also on the side of if I can't visually see it of my own. Doesn't exist exactly. yet. Exactly. I, I he's very he's very present. I don't know if that would be Buddhist or not, but like isn't what's the religion where you're like you're just exist in every moment as it happens? Oh, I don't know. That's Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would say what I think it is, but then I'm probably gonna be wrong and I'm, I don't I, want I don't, that moment yeah. recorded. <laughs> we don't know anything, <laughs> neither of us. Did theological studies. I try to do theological studies, but I've not gotten into that corner yet. I actually have a friend who who did. <laughs> who did that. Uh, we'll have to talk to her someday. Yeah. So, sadly, Davos felt ill before Taylor could ask him about the Athosians. But we're going to see if, if Keller can help Davos at all. Meanwhile, so we go see what Todd has to say. Oh, sure. And no, Woolsey definitely has nothing to say about this. But I don't want to meddle. Asked, he certainly wouldn't also think that this is some sort of mystical bullshit and the Wraith can't be trusted and John Seema running into a trap. 
He wouldn't say that. Look, I'm not one to meddle, but I would like to direct you all to this giant clip I have of General Akbar. Screaming. Just, let's just listen to see what he has to say to us. It's, it's a trap. A trap. But I wouldn't say anything. No. Let me just direct you to this video once again. It's, it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> That's Wolsey's approach. Uh, I do love how John's like, I know fucking well it's a trap. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Duh, it's a trap. But that doesn't mean we can't use it for our own advantage. We can, if we know it's a trap, we can set a trap within the trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's the trapper? We Who's can, the trappy? We can stack the traps. Who watches the trappers? <laughs> None of this is making sense. This is definitely... Sorry. The sugar and the alcohol are talking. They have made friends in my brain. And we are the beneficiaries of this. So this is definitely a bad idea. Things definitely line up with McKay's vision now that he's on the planet. Uh, McKay has has rethought all of this. His entire mind frame is being recalculated. He realized that quantum uncertainty doesn't necessarily preclude the possibility of saving future. You're just going to look at the probable future. It's like blackjack. You can't know what card's going to come next, but you can count cards. Yep. I do love how his brain recalibrates. Yes. Recalibrate. And you know what? That right there is a definition of a quality scientist. Yes, it is. If new evidence comes forth that uh, does not necessarily agree with your um, hypothesis, your solution, your mind frame, then you do not stay put in the mud. You refuel what your mind frame is to include the new evidence. Yep. I love that word, recalibrating. You're just yeah. recalibrating. Exactly. It's things things have changed. You have to reassess. You re-scan. may have, your brain may need some buffering time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it will recalibrate. Recalibrate. So they get to the exact place that McKay saw the ambush in his vision, and then damn sure there are wraith popping out from every corner yep. to ambush them. There, in fact, is Todd. John was supposed to come unarmed, but instead they came with two cloak jumpers. They've got so many arms. So many and arms. legs. So many arms. Listen, Atlantis is not stupid. <laughs> they knew it was a trap and they came prepared. Yes. So while that's going on, uh, there is this episode is one of those where there is like seemingly eight different plot things going she, on. Yeah. We're making like a very beautiful plat. Yes. Of of plot. Yes. Oh, a plat of plot. A plat of plot. A plat of plot. It's like a five strand plat. It's a plat of plot. A plat of plot sounds like a mythical animal. I know. It's a plat of plot. <laughs> I love him already. I do. Too. I don't even know what he is, but He's, I love him. I feel like there. It's like. It's like a platypus otter situation. He definitely has iridescent like feathers. Yes. Like that furry, feathery situation. Yes. Uh-huh. To platyplot. To platyplot. Okay. I'm seeing the colors of like a unicorn. Okay. You know okay. that white ear that opalish. I love I love where our brains go because in my head it's a crow. <laughs> like <laughs> like it's not a crow, but it's black. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like the black oil spill okay. color. Yeah. But I like the I mean, maybe there's both. You never know. And maybe it's, it's the male and female of the species. It's beautiful and mythical, but motherfuckers got claws. Oh, fuck he, yeah. He will kill you in a heartbeat. Oh, he will turn on a heartbeat too. He'll be Faster snuggling. Faster than you can say platyplot. He'll be like snuggling up against you and you do one wrong thing and those claws are at your throat. Platyplot no like. Platyplot. 
Oh, so Keller is checking on Davos mm-hmm. now that he's here at the city. Um, now, sorry, he's not at the city yet. She's on the planet, radios into Atlantis. She's fairly sure it's some form of lymphatic cancer. Oof. And it is so advanced, there's not a ton Keller can do. <laughs> <laughs> there's never an appropriate moment for this. Yeah. There's never is because these are dark jokes. Bring it. But I, like anytime there's a diagnosis of something like yeah. that, I always want to go, is that the bad kind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it comes from years and years of people asking me if like, when I'm diabetic, yeah. is that the bad kind? Is that the bad kind of di- it's like, is there a good kind? And I was like. Because nobody told me I could pick the good kind. No. I would have picked the good kind. <laughs> If I had an option between the good kind or the bad kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, nah. So that's bad? Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> Lymphatic cancer. So that's that's not good, right? That's that's one of the, that's not one of the good cancers. Right? Bad cancer? It's Got not it. one of the less bad cancers? Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy, it's fine cancer. It's a super normal cancer. <laughs> a super normal cancer? Uh-huh. A super normative cancer. <laughs> So Woolsey remembers his doctor days and asks if there's any physical abnormalities that would for like give a reason for his vision. He's like, I have this feeling like in another life I'm a doctor. I have this question for you. I love he's like force of habit. Yeah. This is the inside jokes I live for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a whole bunch of the librarians. There there was one great moment. Uh, it was Noah Wiley's character, and I don't even remember the situation, but they made some joke about how Flynn is just Wiley. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. Or there's there's one moment, and I can't remember if this was. I think this was actually because he Leverage has had a new season. Okay, and and Noah Wiley was on the like the new reboot season oh, yeah, of yeah, Leverage. Tell me that, yeah. And there was one. There was one moment that he, I don't remember the situation, but he pulled out some medical skills <laughs> and he basically, they're like, how did you know that? And he goes, nah, I spent some time doing something. Like they just Reasons. made a reference to yeah, his to time ER. on ER. Nice. I live for that shit. I like it. I'm here for it. I live it's for fun. that shit on television. As long as it's not like overly done. That's what I'm saying. It's the small like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I love it. Good. It makes me happy. Good. Um, so Sam does give clearance to bring Davos back to the city and try to... The, I love that they're like, is this to try to save his life or study his premonitions? Yeah. And, Keller let, laying yeah. down the hammer. Like, yeah. Yeah. what the fuck, Keller? Like, nobody needed this morality and question. And no one answers the question. Like, what is this? Is this her attempt at, like... Hey, how fucky are we? Yeah. Is that what she's getting at? Or is this her harsh, I love it, Yeah, don't stop, but her like straightforward way of saying like, hey, are we assholes right now? Yeah. I just need to know. Are we saving him to save him or are we saving it for our own benefit? Yeah. Well, she doesn't even say save him. Are we bringing him? Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like it's the same effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do agree that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I don't know that it would change your schedule of... That's what I'm saying. ...what you're doing. So why do we need to ask that question? But please ask it. Yeah. Because um, we are... Because we're dropping the fucking hammer. 
Emma. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. here for um for this show has such beautiful history of questionable medical ethics. Yeah. It's a nice little uh that I'm here for it. This would be interesting to like remake a morality play in this world. <laughs> well, I'm actually um I would love to see we've had episodes that have heavy medical ethics when it came to Carson. Yeah. Which we've discussed at length. I would love to see we we have this new chief medical officer mm-hmm. and I would love to see how some of those debates would play out with Keller. Yeah. Instead of Carson. There's something I like about Keller and something I suspect where she's not going to mince no words or yeah. feelings or thoughts about like this is why we're doing this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we love Carson, but Carson was always trying. Look at how this benefits everyone. There's a certain amount of, of um, people pleasing. Yeah. I didn't want to say sugarcoating, but like yeah. optimism in how he looked at things. The, yeah. There's definitely a nice little PR spin on things. Yeah. Whereas Keller's like, no. No. Here's how this is going to play yeah. out. So Todd is back in the brig. So much for trust as John yep. and Ronan walk in. I mean, that's rich Ronan ads because you ambushed us. Yep. And that, Todd said, was simply because I couldn't just fucking show up. Fair. I needed some guarantee and I needed a discussion on neutral ground. We see how the neutral ground is working out. Yeah. So Todd. I mean, he's not wrong. They oh. would have just killed him. That's the great part about Todd in this entire episode. He's not wrong in any part of it. No, he's not lying or nothing. None of that. Yeah. He does hold back some information, but that's only for his own security. Yep. And he admits that. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, I held it. Yeah. What about it? Yeah. You would have done the same fucking shit. Exactly. He needs John's help. John, you know, Atlantis's help. Mm -hmm. Woe as he wants to admit it um, because... Like, trust, trust Todd. Uh, It's the last thing he wants to do is ask John for help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But also, trust me, this is something you're going to want to work with me on. Yeah. Look, I I did. I, for some reason, seem to have a moral code and we're sticking to it. So here we are. Uh, The Wraith and the Replicators are fighting. Uh, The Wraith's ability to, like, put the virus into their system to shut down the attack code is not working. The Wraith and the Replicators sounds like a fable. It does. Or like an episode of Game of Thrones. or so, You know what I mean? The Replicators and Wraithicators. <laughs> no, like the Wraith and the Replicator works. Yeah, true. Like a little, like a... Parable. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So John would really like Todd to get to the part where John should care. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this whole time, Ronan is just fucking prowling around the He's cage. He's so ready. Yeah. He, he will kill Todd at the moment's notice. Yep. Yep. Um, basically, the whole universe knows McKay is the one who fucked with the replicator base code that yep. allows the replicators to fuck with their own programming. Yep. McKay broke the replicators. <laughs> Everyone knows it. it. <laughs> Okay, did it. Which means the replicators have closed the loophole that the Wraith took advantage of previously. Yeah. So Todd needs to know what McKay did. Mm-hmm. John really, really wa- wants to know why he should care about any of this. The Wraith are losing. That's good for the galaxy. Yeah. 
Well, Todd informs John this that is the... Where Todd has fun telling them this oh, part. Oh, so much. He yeah. savors this. Yeah. He goes, you haven't heard of the Replicator's new tactic, have you? Mm. The Replicators are taking out the Wraith's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Their food source. They're just fucking for human funsies. genocide. For funsies. Yeah, for funsies. It's just... He has so much fun with this because for Todd, it's like, they're taking my food. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like, they're killing the dogs. Yeah. They're ki- they're just, it's human genocide. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I, yeah. Didn't mean to compare. Well, here we are. Well, I did because I love dogs. It's fine. Um, But yeah, it's like, he, he almost savors this. Yeah. Replicators are fucked up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the ancients built them. We did it. We, I think we've seen enough Stargate to know the ancients were a little fucked up themselves. They got lost in the science. Yeah. Um, that's what I keep coming back to. Like, they got lost in the science. Blinded by the science. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yep. Uh, in Sam's office, they wonder if Todd is telling the truth. He does have an address of a planet that apparently the replicators destroyed. Yep. It's a planet they've actually been to before. Mm -hmm. It was a thriving pre-industrial society, so they send Melpy out. Melp will confirm. He Melpy confirms that the village is in ruins and super fucked up and there's no life signs and the radiation they detect is replicator. So this is a really shitty moment, but Mm -hmm. it is nice to see Melpy. It is nice to see Melpy. We don't see him on the lights very often. No. Um, Todd is telling the truth, at least about this part, and they estimate between 50 and 70,000 people died just on this planet. Fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It's also a nice reminder that, you know, we don't necessarily know the planet of, like, Satita or the Jani homeworld, but it's a nice reminder that the Wraith have called this galaxy to such an extent that even in these thriving pre-industrial societies, their population numbers can't get very high. Yeah, yeah. Because fifteen to 70,000 people sounds like a ton, but it's not it's actually... It's like a city. Yeah, not even a huge city. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like a town. <laughs> I always think that the planets are all much smaller than, like, Earth. Like, there's college football stadiums that can hold more people. I like to think that the planets are the size of the moon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a bunch of baby planets. It's just There's baby not planets. a real earthy-like planet. There's little baby planets. Yeah. Anyway, it's still not a lot of people. It's not. I mean, listen, that's still a shit ton of people that are dead. Yeah. But, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Davos is now in the Atlantis Infirmary under the scanners. Mm-hmm. Lenara has questions, but the important one at the top of her mind is Ken Keller cure him. Yikes. And I I feel for Lenara so much in this episode. You get the anxiety because if you think about it, as Devo said, she's never in her entire life dealt with uncertainty. No, she's always had him there to guide things. There's an interesting there's an interesting dynamic too that I like between Lenara Keller. Yeah. Because we know that Keller's just her and her dad as well. Yeah. We know she just went home to see him. Yep. And and here we are, and she's got this woman who kind of looks like her in a little bit of a way. 
And like she's so she can see her reflection, her relationship reflected like this is a woman who's close to her father. Yeah. It's kind of the one thing she's got, like the one touchstone she has to hold on to in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Keller, because she's untethered otherwise. Yeah. Um, And and Lenara, because she's only known this tether. Yes. Forever. And to see this interesting dynamic play out between them. I really liked watching Keller's face react to her. Yeah. That Jewel State, man. Yeah. She knows how to fucking act. Yeah. Because there's something a little more than just this is a person that I'm help, trying to help. Yeah. There is a lot of depth to that. Yeah. Um, And we learn that Davos is like Davos's own death, his own fate is something he's never seen. Yeah. Thank God. I, I would know. not want to see that. I, I, I wouldn't. There would definitely be curiosity, but I don't think I'd ever take that step. It'd be a really interesting world to build where you have to be a world with magic. Yeah. But where you create these soldiers and when these people are enlisted, they see their death. Yeah. uh, Before they even start training. And And you don't know how or when that will be. No, you do. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You know exactly when and how you'll die. And then, and then that's when you decide, like, that's when you stay on. Like the people who make it through that are the ones who've made it into the service. Yeah. 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 That would be interesting. uh, Yeah. Like a a fucking white knuckling approach to everything. Um, but yeah, like just Lenara is going to need, I feel her whole village is going to need some therapy. Yeah. Too bad Heitmeyer is no longer here. Yeah. They're all going to (laughs) need, they've all got some codependence issues that they're going to need to work through. And they're going to have some definite high anxiety. And they're going to need to find other people to adapt to, to codepend with. Yeah. They're going to need to lean on each other. Yeah. It'll be fun. In McKay's lab, McKay is, like, him and John are having this great conversation. McKay feels guilty that he caused all this. John's like, it was my call. McKay's like, it was my idea. We had this NPM. We had Weir. And yet, McKay had opened his big mouth. He could do this thing. Mm -hmm. He's somehow kicking himself for not knowing the replicators would sacrifice humans. Yeah. You know, he's... It's hard to say that once you know it. Listen, this is the ultimate Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah, but it's a thing is where once you know that it's happened, it's hard to convince yourself that you couldn't have known it was going to happen. Yeah. It's like, don't think of the color blue. Yeah, exactly. So now it's like, well, fuck. Now that you've said it, it's it's I know like maybe I was always thinking of the color blue. Exactly. So I think that's from McKayza. He can't. He can't fathom that he couldn't have known this mm-hmm. because he knows it now. And, and he's really, so smart. And it's so simple. It's like when you find the solution to a riddle and you're like, ah, yep. I knew that. I should have known that. Or like you finally hear the Jeopardy answer that you couldn't think of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, anytime you go to solve a puzzle and you're like, you're going for it, you're going for it and you're very close and you don't quite like, get it. That was so obvious. Yes. And that's where McKay is. Mm-hmm. This should have been so obvious to him. It should have been. And that's, well, according to him, not right. in actuality, but right. according to him, that's when Sam and Woolsey joined them. Mm-hmm. And the important question right now is what is the next step? Woolsey butting in with that busy body of his. <laughs> you're just going to be here to observe, Woolsey. Yeah. The obvious next step is to shut down the attack code. Like, the Wraith did it before. Why can't we do it now? Yeah. 
Todd says that he has the original virus that the Wraith used. And since we're the ones that changed the code, in theory, since McKay knows what was changed, he should be able to get the virus to work again. And it'll do. According to Woolsey, that's obviously out of the question. Remember yeah. what happened last time we worked with the Wraith? Listen, Woolsey. Fuck off. How many times have I asked you to speak up? Yeah. How many how many times? None? None. Got it. Okay. I like how I like how Sam's like first circumstances change and second what what happened to non-interference? Yeah. One, we're recalibrating. Two, shut your face. And and Wilson comes back with circumstances change. Yeah. He's like, hey John, you're the one with the most experienced dealing with the Wraith. Do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. And John's like, hey, uh, it's not your call. Hey, nobody asked you bite. Bye. Um, and Wolsey just leaves to contact his higher-ups. Yeah. Well, he's got to tell. He's got a tattletale. He's a Which that's mean to say for Wolsey. He's, Wolsey truly thinks he's doing his job. No, I know. Uh, yeah. In this whole episode. He's just being an asshole about it. Yep. John comes into Sam's office later. It's been confirmed that two more worlds have been destroyed, and the rough estimate is 150,000 are dead. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And there's no signs of the replicator stopping. I do love John's solid snark over Woolsey going to the IOA so they can bicker and argue and, like, take it under advisement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam now fully understands why John did not want this job. Yeah, see? <laughs> see how hard this is? I told you. I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> Sam also knows John has the most experience with the Wraith than anyone. Mm-hmm. Specifically this Wraith. Yeah. And she wants to know, like, flat out, can we trust Todd? Is it worth the risk to play along a bit? Yeah. And before John can answer or even think of an answer, Keller Radio Sam. there Sam does have a coffee mug. It looks like there's a logo and I couldn't read what it says. Like, the name wraps around. I thought it said, like, something together assist. I can't read it and oh. I want to so badly. Damn it. I want to know what Sam's I didn't mug pay is. Attention. Because basically, it's like it's like whenever, like whenever we see someone on Critical Role with a shirt or a mug or something, we're automatically like, "That's the coolest ever! I yeah. want it!" Crit Roll Closet, what you got? Exactly, Crit yeah. Roll Closet, and this is like, "What does Sam have? I want it!" Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So there, Keller films fill Sam in. Um, recently, Davos went into convulsions. Mm-hmm. He's not doing well. <laughs> Yeah. It's just, everything is too advanced. All Keller can do now is pain relief, and whether he lives or dies at this point is kind of out of Keller's hands. Yeah. When I get to that point mm-hmm. in 100 years, yeah, give me all the drugs. I'll, I, I want to be floating in the best high. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to be up there with Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. I am here for that. Yep. Uh, his brain scan is really what Keller wanted to show Sam. Mm-hmm. His synaptic activity is astronomical. Yeah. it It's similar to when McKay was trying to ascend. Yeah, he's using more of his brain than than what we usually do. But it's not advancing. He's not ascending. It's just it fires at this high level. That's cool. As Lady Gaga said, he was born this way. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. <laughs> I was like, what song is about 
going fast. <laughs> I'm an idiot. As our goddess Lady Gaga said. <laughs> the queen monster herself. Um, he is a genetic accident, mm-hmm. she says. And yes, Woolsey already asked for a copy of these test results. And Sam gets that. She's like, look for all of Woolsey's annoying points. This is actually really important, very yeah. useful knowledge. He's Davos is that... That awful Bradley Cooper movie. <laughs> oh, Which one? Where, where, like, he, like, gets the chance to know what, to use, like, the whole percent of his brain. Oh, is this Limitless or Limitless, yes! Did they make a TV series out of that, too? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I even saw the movie. <laughs> because, um, here's a fun fact. I've mentioned it. The whole using 100% your brain thing is it's bullshit. It's super bullshitty. Yeah. But it sounds really good for a movie. Yep. Um, Anara comes and lets him know Davos is awake. Mm-hmm. He's feeling much better. And Sam introduces herself, even though he already knows who Sam is, the leader of the base. He imagines it's not an easy task. And like, while he's able to like see things and all, it's not always helpful in being mm. a leader. It's a curse. But there is something Sam should see. He insists. And he fully he fully believes that him coming here to Atlantis had a purpose. Yeah. And this is part of it. There is a moment when... Sorry, this is me reading into the actress again. Please read in to... There's a moment where Davos talks about being able to... See into the future, yeah, and see how there's like this accursed nature to being to know what's happened, yeah. And Sam gives him this look that I attribute to her remembering that she once knew a lot of things about the future and yeah. then doesn't anymore. Okay, to that last episode of SG1, oh, yeah, to where she's like, because the look in her eyes is like. You think it's a curse, but I kind of wish I still had that info. Well, the best part is she never knew she had that info. But they know that something happened because Teal'c knows things. And they kind of give that away True. a little. Yeah, yeah. but that's So a, there's something there. I, I think it's more of like she, she knows she knew something, but doesn't know what she knew. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So to her, it's like, but what I wouldn't give to yeah. know that info that I'm missing now. Yeah. In that one tiny moment where he's like, oh, it's a curse to know everything. And mm-hmm. she's like, ah, oh, what I would give to know that, that, that yeah. things that you want to not know. Yeah. Anyway, just that, just that moment. And I also, I also like, you know, we've, we've mentioned before, we know while they manifest it in different ways, mm-hmm. we know that Sam and McKay are of the same mind frame. Yeah. But I love the difference in how McKay is like, um, I'm I'm good. I don't want any information that will disagree with my current mind frame. Mm-hmm. Sam, I always love to associate myself with Sam. Sam is like, I mean, you're ill right now, but I have no problem taking your hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. She's curious. Yes. She's very curious. Uh, and so he, so he shows Sam a vision. 
mm-hmm. of a replicator ships. This is our background right now today. Yep. Replicator ships over Atlantis, drones flying, the city being destroyed, and the central tower falling. It's not great. It's not good. Salmon's taken aback, yeah. as you would be. Yep. <laughs> a little bit of shock. And Davos just apologizes. I don't know what the fuck he's apologizing for. He didn't cause any of this, but... But he knows it. He knows it. Mm-hmm. And he had to share it. I think that's what he's apologizing for. Probably. Because did he have to share it? Well, I... You know what I mean? It's like, like I feel like it's the person who... It's like, I, I hate being the bearer of bad news. I'm yeah. sorry I have to be the one who tells you this. I like to think of it as like the person who feels the need to admit that they cheated. Yeah. It's like, that's never actually for your partner. That's for you to get it off of your chest. Yeah. So I think of it like that way. In, back in Sam's office, Woolsey just is pointing and yelling that they need to stop trusting yeah. the Wraith now because he flat out believes Davos. Since McKay's vision came true, yeah, obviously this one will too. John gives no shits about visions. The replicators aren't destroying the city, not while John's around, certainly nope, not yep. while Sam's around. Like, yep. that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Sam does point out that if McKay is right, and again, science brains back science brains, yeah. Davos is most likely seeing the most probable future. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if that's it, real fucking hard to avoid because right. nine paths out of 10 probably lead to the same fate. Yeah. And we don't even know why the Wraith are attacking. Yeah. Or the, sorry, the replicators. the replicators. We don't know why the replicators are attacking. Yep. There's that's no true. context. Mm hmm. We don't even know who's living in Atlantis at that moment. For all we know, the Wraith took over and the Replicators are attacking exactly. to get rid of the Wraith. Well, she did we see humans and not Wraith running through the cities. We don't know if they're zombies. We don't know that either. We don't know that either. To Woolsey, it's obvious. We don't know if the ocean is on fire. Exactly. It's obvious to Woolsey. They're about to team up with the Wraith. It's, it's telling to Woolsey that right now Atlantis isn't a target. Mm-hmm. John's like, but the rest of the humans in the galaxy are, and that's our fault. Mm, yep. And Woolsey goes, but the safety of Atlantis is the highest priority. The bottom line is the Wraith can't be trusted. Damn, yeah. And yes, this Wraith might be different. We had a whole, he's seen the whole episode, <laughs> the whole previous yep. episode. Um, and let's just hope we don't live to regret John's choice of keeping Tom alive. Mm-hmm. And then poor Chuck is the one who has to come in and interrupt this conversation. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, look, I know it's getting real heated in here, but you might want to see some. There's a problem, though. Um, they track hive ships, and normally they see them, like, crossing through their space. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them just changed course and is heading straight for the city. They're taking that exit ramp. Yeah. <laughs> Making their way. <laughs> um. They're not supposed to know where Atlantis is, and John just heads straight for the break. Yep. He's like, what did you do? Yeah, why did you break this? He's like, oh, is my hive on the way? Yeah. Great. I called an Uber. By the way, I had a subspace tracker implanted. It only activated after you searched me. Yep. The ship has the replicator virus that I told you about, and once it's here, we can start work. My my lunch order is here. <laughs> I ordered that on my little app. I've been tracking them ever since. Um, but you just didn't ask. John's like, I can also blow them out of the sky the moment they arrive. Mm-hmm. Ton words him that that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. I predicted you might do that. And so right now, my hive 
only people to know where Atlantis is. Mm-hmm. The moment you attack them, they're just going to spread that knowledge to every hive ship in the galaxy. Spread it. <laughs> just going to let I that one to. sit. I had to. I couldn't. Just let that exist. <laughs> um, look, there's no reason to be at odds, John Shepard. <laughs> we need each other. Yeah. McKay is Look, give it to Todd. He's he's working some good angles. Again, at no point in this episode, like, Todd is banking on his own safety. He never does anything... He never does anything that, like, John himself wouldn't do. Yeah. Everything he does, there's great validity behind it. 100%. So McKay is working away on trying to shut down the attack code on his own when Mm -hmm. Sam and John join him. It's not looking good, though. Turn it on was the easy part. I mean, spectacularly difficult part. Everything's relatives. But that's the easier part. It's what they were designed to do. Having them do what they were built for, Mm -hmm. easy. Getting them to stop what they were designed to do. Way more hard. Getting the thing going yeah. takes less momentum than trying yeah. to stop it. Yeah. Ta-da! I did a physics thing. Yay! <laughs> An object of motion stays in motion. Yes. I physics it good. Crack that physics. However, if Todd actually does have the original shutdown virus... Then it's actually doable, McKay says. Mm -hmm. Uh, And right now, there's no other hive ships coming to Atlantis. For the moment, Todd is telling the truth that this hive ship seems to be the only one to know where they are. Mm -hmm. Davos gets some time to walk around, stretch his legs. He's on the balcony looking at the beautiful city. He knows he was brought here to play a small role in something much bigger before he dies. Yeah. I mean, he knows he's dying. Like, I Keller's... think we all like to think that. Yeah, you know, honestly, 100%. like, not to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A cynic. Yeah, but I think we all, I bet we all feel that. We all strive to have our name live on, especially if you're dying, like yeah. actively, yeah, in the process. Yeah. So anyway, that's all. Just thinking of that. Um. That entire thought just reminds me how excited I am for Tick, Tick, Boom to come out on Netflix in a few weeks. Um, because Jonathan Larson, One Song Glory. Yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, Davos knows he's dying. Keller is good, but it's just like a seer to see what she's thinking but not saying. Mm-hmm. He also knows that Taylor wanted to ask him something. He knows even what Taylor wanted to ask him. Yeah. The fate of the Athosians. Yep. And he can only say they are alive. I love, well, he says they're shrouded in darkness. Well, but just the fact that just the simple yeah. three words, they are alive, is huge to Taylor. I like to think that Taylor takes this the way we take D&D notes on something <laughs> where it's like, wait, 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 write that down, write that down, exactly <laughs> as he said it. It's a clue, it's a clue. He can't shrouded say much more. in darkness. But did he say? in darkness. Did he say, I know where the, the, the Athosians <laughs> are alive and they're shrouded in darkness? Or did he say, I believe the Athosians are alive? 
alive, but they're shrouded in darkness. Yeah, the words matter. <laughs> the specific words the DM matters, and, and I love the DM. And now is you've like, just caught what Grace does when we take notes. But then also, as sometimes a DM, I'm like, oh. I didn't plan my words that carefully. (laughs) This is what happens when you get someone whose school did a lot of close reads. I'm like, let me write you a paper on why they said and. I had bullet points. I don't know if the meaning means anything. That's you just get to make it up. That's all a DM does. Yeah. Make shit up. Off bullet points. And sometimes you cross out those bullet points and replace it with something you made up on the fly. Um... You know, he's also wondering Mm -hmm. if Taylor should take on such a task in her condition. (laughs) Taylor's confused, but also not confused. He knows she's pregnant. She's feigning confusion. This is where the audience is confirmed she's pregnant. She isn't telling anyone. Taylor's like, it's complicated. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what they actually say. Because do they say pregnant? Or does he do the with child? You're carrying a life within you. You're carrying a life within you. Probably know she ate a human. Yep. She's hiding the fact that she's a cannibal. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Well, um, it doesn't have to be another. It's a. It's a. It's just. Uh, Maybe it's she's hiding hugger. a puppy. It's a face hugger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a puppy. We don't know. Um, <laughs> and he he. I like when Taylor. Maybe like, she's turning into a sandworm. You never know. Okay. Uh, he he he's like I've been around enough women who are pregnant to know when to leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want some pickles? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my head. I don't know why, but the moment you said, "Do you want pickles?" my head went. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Do you want to build some pickles? <laughs> Do you really want some pickles? Like <laughs> really use some pickles? I'll go shopping down the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you want kosher dill or bread and butter, but they're on their way. <laughs> Picklepedia. I love it. Oh, I it's guess. just called pickled. Pickled. I really love pickles. <laughs> only dill. Um, only dills, please. It's only, like only fans, but better. <laughs> Sorry, it's gross. only dill. Only dill. So on their way back inside, uh, the, the Dallas knows he can't offer any more information about the Thosians. It's really shitty. I'm sorry. It's all I got, but I have to go see Sam. Yeah. And then the way inside, Davos collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, as Taylor calls for help, he sends Taylor a vision. And it's McKay in the control room saying, we have a problem. John firing drones from the chair and a hive ship exploding. Damn. Well, technically, we don't see John firing drones. But we, we see, see John in the, in the chair. Yeah. And a hive ship exploding. And Davos falls unconscious. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in the conference room now. Woolsey is continuing to like play by the visions. He's again confirmation bias. Yep. And to what he's been saying, he thinks the visions prove they destroy the the city. Like they destroy the ship either way. City gets destroyed. Blah blah blah. John goes. Um, so if you believe that vision, then you also believe the one where Atlantis is destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, so who's going to destroy us? Pick one. Just gi- let's just give up because Atlantis is destroyed either way. Yeah. And yeah. Goes, let's play along a little bit. Let let them send us the original virus. Then we blow them out of the sky. Yep. Yep. 
betray them before they can betray us. And sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just, you can't, you can't, there are moments when you can't think of the end zone. You can only be like, how do I get a couple more feet? I feel like this is, that's like the summary of this entire episode. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you gotta just. I also have this interesting thought of, it's like, Davos is like a reverse Cassandra. A Cassandro. (laughs) (laughs) Cassandro. Um, But the idea that like no one believed any of her visions that's true. And in this case, it's like everyone's believing all of his visions. Yeah. There's got to be a middle ground where you only believe some visions. But then, you you know, it's that gets even weirder, but then trickier. don't pick and choose. Exactly. Confirmation bias. No visions. So I love that Rodin is just shrugs and is like, is anyone going to lose sleep if we kill Wraith? Yeah. Are we really Fucking that Wraith. sad about this right the, now? They're Wraith. Yeah. Um, the only possibility like it's only possibility of wraith sorry if mckay can guarantee he can finish the new virus without the wraith's help yeah and as mckay's assay kind of shifts in his chair he's like he's confident that's really the only reason they're hesitating yeah yeah but under pressure from sam he can't guarantee it yeah he is not the hair club for men (laughs) it's true (laughs) or the men's warehouse the men's warehouse yeah that maybe where I thinking and no, I just oh wait the maybe place. I have it wrong. You're yeah, men's warehouse is you're gonna live the way you live. That's it. I was yeah. like, <laughs> you had it right. I think because the other one's like, right. I'm not just the CEO. I'm uh, also a client. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. There's also the issue if, like, if they can't one shot the wraith ship. They're just gonna broadcast Atlantis's location everywhere. Yeah, basically, we gotta kill them before they. Basically, we got to get them to shut the fuck up before they yell loud enough that mom hears and then we're all in trouble. Yes. So Sam is going to go talk to Todd herself and invites Woolsey, who's like, I mean, I would do. I I like that your use of the word invites here. (laughs) It's like, come on, Mr. Busybody. I mean, you want to do all the things you want your report to be thorough, right? Get up in those things. Her and John just hear a small smile. Yeah. She walks out. Woolsey follows. When they get to the brig and the doors open, I love Woolsey's like, ladies first. And yeah. Sam just so like, scared. lets off a fuck off chuckle. Yeah. It's one of those like, you think you're big and bad? Yeah. Come be big and bad with oh, me then. I'm sure you said ladies first for chivalry reasons. Yeah. <laughs> See how hard this job can be? You don't have the fucking guts for it i also like that she just fucking walks in tells the guards to open the cell over woolsey's objections mm-hmm. and the guards just fan out around her because she has no fear at this yeah. point because she's sam fucking carter she's in this place where there's very little for her to lose this is <laughs> this is how you go into here's the, here's the thing i learned yeah and i don't know that i'm right you go into a negotiation knowing knowing that you have nothing more to offer. Oh, 100%. So you've got to get your way because it's you literally all you can offer. It's how I bought my car. Yeah. I remember going in there 
understanding that the, the way the negotiation goes is I literally know that I have no There's, more money than this. It's either you make the sale with this amount of money or you or don't, you make, don't the make the sale. sale. And and even even if I'd had more, which technically I did, yeah. that's the mindset I put myself in. You, you well, it's like it's so one of those like I'm good. I'm ready to put my life on this fucking line. You may have more money, but you don't have any more money that you're going to put towards this car. The, well, that's what I mean. It doesn't matter what your inside your head reasonings yeah. are. As far as they know, this is it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Wolsey puts on a good face. <laughs> Sam owns the conversation. Yes. And honestly, Todd's okay with it. That's kind of what needed to happen. Someone yeah. needed to drive. The last time they worked at the Wraith, they got fucked over. Todd's like, yeah, I know. And I totally get why you're hesitating about this. It yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sam goes, if we do this, we, it's our rules. Yep. It's our way or the highway. Your ship stays in orbit. One false move will be taken out. The program will be downloaded into a non-network computer. We know what the Wraith fucking did last time. All the work will be done here in Atlantis. You will remain under guard. And when we're done, the virus is ours. You don't get a copy. If Wraith culture were any different, Todd would have just volunteered all of this stuff. Yeah. But because the culture is what it is and the relationship between the humans and the Wraith are what it is, he needed someone to reply the way Sam did I which is so. part of why he's like fucking finally just someone I just need you decision. to I'm sitting here winking <laughs> doing all the things I can't just hand this shit over to you I need I mean, you to come take it also it's sort of a matriarchal society and used yeah. to taking rules from the queen well that's what I'm saying yeah. and so it's like I just need you guys to play by the rules mm-hmm. that are pre-established. Yeah. Just somebody fucking play by the rule. I want to give this to you. Yeah. I want to do this. But you have to go through the motions. Just somebody do the fucking motions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Todd points out that under those terms, Atlantis is going to have to be the ones to upload it to the replicator network. She's like, yeah, we did it before like it's hard. Yeah. We're fine. I do appreciate the legally blonde reference. What? Like it's hard? (laughs) Like it's hard. And Todd agrees to all of this. He's like, look, I want this as much as you do. Yeah, literally, this is all I've been wanting all episode. Um, What Todd gets out of it, besides the obvious, like, the Wraith are no longer dying by the replicators, is he hopes to regain some of the status he lost when he was a night prisoner. Sooner or later, yes, they will be on opposite sides again. But today is not that day. Yeah. And they have an agreement. Todd knows it's customary to shake hands and yeah. offers his hand. And after a very tense moment, he just starts laughing because, yeah. you know, wraith humor. Well, it's fun to know that there's one wraith in the entire race that has a sense of humor. I don't know, but I also just start laughing at that joke. I just love that he's maybe the only one. <laughs> like how Sam... Sam just looks at his hand like... No. Nah. No. Nah. I'm being a bump elbows. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. COVID handshake. <laughs> Sam's not exactly... This didn't come out wrong. But she's not exactly a warm, inviting presence anyway. That's not her style. Yes. Sam is a little bit more cool and aloof. Yeah, because even, like, I would say even compared to Weir, like, Weir was more of a... Yeah. Like warm yeah sam is a little more standoffish she's not bringing cookies to work for the gang in the morning no yeah 
She might, she, she and might just share them with her small inner circle. Well, Sam's not a boss that tells you you're doing a good job all the time. Yeah. Sam is a boss where it's like, hey, if I'm not bitching at you, it means you're doing a good job. Yes. That's what Sam. Um, I, my favorite, like, boss move, and it's one that if I have the the right, he obviously did this to the people he had a very good working relationship with. Um, and it's one that I have co-opted a few times. So, you know, we work in design. Um, and so I had a boss who, and I love this man to death, would stand behind you with his cup of coffee mm-hmm. for like, until you noticed him <laughs> while you're working and would just kind of sit there and with his cup of coffee and just like, is, that's not what it's going to look like, is it? <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> like just. <laughs> this is a stupid dad joke. <laughs> is that, is that what's going to look, it's not going to look like that, is it? That's not the final version, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, Wolsey doesn't even like have them leave the room before he's questioning Sam. Yep, and storms out. Mm-hmm. It's like at least leave the fucking room, dude. Yeah, can you not just show all the cards all the time? Can you not question like question her authority? Not in front of Please everyone. Stop undermining Sam. So we see shortly after that the Wraith ship arrives, Todd's Hive, and they do not power their weapons, but they are sending the code immediately. Mm-hmm. McKay's lab, I like the Ronin just sees the ancient code fill the screens and is like, so that's the fucking super yeah. weapon? It doesn't even go boom. That's stupid. Where's the fire? Yeah. yeah. Where's the big gun? Yeah, he would hate like the game pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely. This is stupid. This is stupid. I just everyone die. Yeah. <laughs> They all die. I run. <laughs> End. McKay lets him know that they have the full original virus, or so he thinks. Mm-hmm. Up in the control room, John reminds Sam that he can, he does have time to run to the chair room and just finish this now that we have the virus. But no, they can't. They can't risk that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd is escorted to McKay's lab. To be a nerd. Mm-hmm. Super nerd. We did not know how nerdy Todd was. Yeah. Until this scene. Also... Todd's restraints. Yeah. Those are a little bit sexy for restraints. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, um, those aren't like jail restraints. Those are restraints for other activities. Other activity restraints. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy restraints. Just name of my new band. <laughs> okay. That's all. Just uh, needed everybody to see that that way. Uh, he's there telling McKay everything is wrong. You must iterate the values of the expression before you can aggregate the results. And McKay's like, nah, you're better off using them data points and extrapolating. He's like, yeah, but with that year is compound errors. And Todd knows this would go a lot faster if his hands were free. Many things would go faster if his hands were free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, <laughs> yeah. he could help McKay. And he leans down. All the guards tense up as he, like, leans down towards McKay. Sure. And McKay's like, no, it's fine. I'll do it myself. Fine. <laughs> I can do it. You scare me. I can do it. Please step away but from in me. A good I'm going to pee myself. As you wish, Todd says, and I just want Princess Bride starring <laughs> Todd. <laughs> I like it. So McKay barges into Sam's office. Woolsey's also there. He knows Todd is fucking with them. Yeah. Part of the virus is missing. Minor stuff, but still, they need the whole code to make sure this works. He wouldn't have noticed, except McKay is really, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And Todd's up to something. Sam and Woolsey know 
exactly that he's up to something because a few minutes ago they started tracking another hive ship uh, on its way second race ship to Atlantis cut to McKay's lab where Ronan just have his blaster on Todd's chest with an itchy trigger finger yeah yep. he knows nothing of this mm-hmm. he's like why would I betray you right as we were starting to trust each other literally I'm in restraints yeah. they're sexy time restraints but, but still restraints nonetheless yes um, McKay does point out that, well, there is a missing part of the virus that you didn't tell us about. He mm. goes, well, there's that, but it's a small, tiny, unneeded part. And as my insurance policy that you wouldn't just take the virus and kill me. Yep. Once the virus is done, I'll send down the missing bits. Huh. Everyone right now, except for Todd, is on board killing Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, the withholding of information didn't work in your face. This other race ship fucked you. Hundred percent. That's what happened. Um, he either like you well, you lied. So what's to say you're not lying about the second ship? He's mm-hmm. like, look, we don't trust each other. Yeah, Wraith aren't exactly known for like our loyalty to anything. No, other than food and our queen. Sometimes the last thing I needed was like having another hive ship show up before we finish the work. Mm-hmm. And McKay sort of puts those together and realizes that Todd's probably actually telling the truth. Yeah. The Wraith don't trust each other. They're probably tracking each other 24-7. Yep. So one lone hive ship orbiting some uninhabited planet on its own would raise some eyebrows if Wraith had eyebrows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that he adds that. And Todd has only option. If I were a wraith, I would paint on my eyebrows every day in different shapes. Yeah, but if you were a wraith, how much would you know about eyebrows? Well, you see humans have eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, look, I'm being a human today. <laughs> don't eat me. Don't eat me. Don't eat me. I'm a human. That would be my game. Uh, Todd says the only option is to cloak the city. Mm. So Sam, John, and Wolsey are in Sam's office. They're like, if they cloak, they have no shields and are sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. But Sam goes, if they don't cloak, everyone's going to know where Atlantis is. Now what do we do? Yeah. Wolsey yeah. goes, look, I've been saying Todd's been playing us from the start. This is exactly what he wanted. And John's like, hey, mind changer. First it was the replicate is destroying the city. And now it's the wraith destroying the city. Make up your goddamn mind. Yeah, Brock, can you not? Can you just not today with your Monday morning quarterbacking? Because that's basically what he's doing. Pick a side. Yeah. Pick a, pick a vision to believe. Yeah. <laughs> you can't believe all of them and none of them at the same time. And the hive ship arrives in two hours. They mm-hmm. have two hours to figure shit out. Yep. To help decide things, Sam goes to see Davos in the infirmary. He has no more visions to share. The, the meds cloud is mine. Mm-hmm. But she actually wanted to ask some other questions. Like, have your visions ever been wrong? Nope. Yikes. And even knowing events, no one's been able to change or avoid the future before. hmm Nope. The culling on his planet, he never actually saw the culling. Yeah. He just saw Wraith arriving. Again, it's like, what are you inferring into the scene? Exactly. That like you're seeing. McKay's vision. Davos just saw the Wraith popping out with guns. It yep. was McKay who interpreted it as being an ambush exactly. attack. Yeah. His vision was correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam can't really find a way to misinterpret what she saw of, like, Atlantis being destroyed. Yeah. Um, Davos is like, look, my ha- once I have the vision, my hands are off. Like, yeah. I, I saw what I saw. 
I said what I said. (laughs) And we get to some philosophy here. Mm -hmm. Sam has always believed that the future is what we make it. Yes. But Davos is saying that it's predetermined. Davos is like, but that's not what I said. What if it is predetermined by the character of those who shape it? Interesting. One thing has been clear for him the moment he set foot in the city, this galaxy is at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. Never before has he sensed the future of so many worlds that can turn on the action of so few. You're doing it. You have all the power and all the things. No pressure. No pressure, Sam. Figure it out. Yeah. I love the way that he says it. He's like, I have what is essentially a snapshot picture. Mm -hmm. It is you who determines... What that snapshot is. Well, not what the snapshot is. What's around it. Exactly. What else is in that picture that we're not seeing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like those things where it's like, finish the drawing. Yeah. And then there's people who will draw something really... Uh, awful yeah or something really fun yeah. and like wholesome but it's like oh it's supposed to be a mermaid but it's like what if i didn't draw a mermaid exactly what if i drew like the weird dog humping there is an entire scene butt? next to that image that you don't know that yep. only i imagine mm-hmm. the end so i like that i like that concept mm-hmm. where it's like we know what the answer is but there are so many different ways it's of arriving yeah. at that answer yeah yeah. So later, Sam is on the balcony on a beautiful night, just trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. The second hive ship's going to be here anytime. John should get down to the chair. Sam hasn't decided anything yet. She's having a hard time deciding anything. And John knows the problem. It's too much information. Because mm-hmm. there's a limited amount of information you need to decide anything. Yep. Any information yep. beyond that just complicates shit. I am all for John here. Yeah. I am all for John here. The difference I would say in my approach is I take all the information, then I go, I don't need this. I don't need this. Yeah. I want to have it first. That's true. And then decide what parts I don't yeah. need. Um, I don't want to go off half cocked, if you will. And I'm more on that side because it's me and I want to know everything. Uh-huh. And then I just have to weed out what I need to make the decision. I don't always do that. I frequently am just sitting there confused until randomly I pick something. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I like, okay, this is all, sometimes it's a great, uh, a great exercise for me is we'll get requests yeah. for the work that we do. And the, sometimes the requests are like, here's the story of how once upon a time I thought of this idea. And what I was thinking is I'd like to make a graphic of, of a monkey <laughs> and a dog because the story is about how animals can have friendships. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, okay, I don't need any of this. <laughs> this is going to be on the air for five seconds. We need something that shows animal friendship. Yep. Go. Bye. Um, and that's what I do. It's like, it's great to have it all. I'm not going to need it nope. all. I need what I need. That's it. Um, I I like a lot of my decision. People have said this before, but a lot of my decision making sort of comes down to what after you pick a decision, what is then your gut telling you? Yeah, because it's like, well, do I want do I want like 
pizza or pasta tonight. But if I pick pasta and I'm really still thinking about that pizza, I probably yeah. actually want the pizza. It's interesting because I know the concept you're talking about. That's never been a problem I've had. Oh, I, it is frequently a problem that I have. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But then I know then the, the pizza is what I actually yeah, wanted. Yeah. But for me, I'm always like... If I have to make a decision, I'm like, I want the pizza. Yeah. The end. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> I frequently, like, don't actually know what I want until I make a decision. I was like, oh, I actually think I did want the other thing. <laughs> That'll happen. Sometimes it happens. Um, John actually asks, are these visions making things better or worse? Yep. You know, Sam admits it did help you to not be captured by Todd. And he's like, did it, though? Yeah. Like, would we ever walk into such an obvious trap? Yeah, he, he's got a point. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Sam repeats what Davos told her. The future is predetermined by the character of those who shape it. And John tries to talk through things. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, Wolsey is right about one thing. The safety of Atlantis is the first priority. If you're looking at just that. Yeah. Like, you have to take out both hive ships... If Atlantis is your priority. Mm-hmm. However, we, why would we be here in Atlantis if we weren't going to help people? Yep. It is what we do. Our priority isn't just to exist here. It's exactly. to keep going. Like, are we really going to sit here and play it safe and just watch our own asses while the entire galaxy is being slaughtered? It's not who we are. It's not who we are. It's not who any of them are. Yeah. And the choice to play it safe or take a risk has always been easy for Sam because right. it was just her making the decision for herself, yeah. maybe helping make the decision for SG-1, but she also knows all of those people. It, she was rarely affecting, unless it was the moments where she's making decisions because we're already in dire situations. Yes. When she's making these upfront decisions, it's usually... Like, her and the team. Yes. And honestly, in those moments, she doesn't have time to sit here and question shit. Yes. Yeah. It's a snap decision that has to be made. Aside from, yeah, any moment that wasn't a choice made in a dire circumstance didn't affect more than just a group of them. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, she has to make this decision with the risk of a lot of people's lives, everyone here on Atlantis. Mm Mm-hmm. And John reminds her of something very similar to what Keller reminded Taylor of in last episode. Mm-hmm. Everyone here chose to be here. Yeah. Everyone in Atlantis chose to be here because they believe in the same things that Sam does, the same things that John does. Yeah, you got to stop feeling like you're protecting them. You have to let them do their jobs exactly. and trust them to do that. Give them the respect that they came here. They took these risks. Yes. So that's it's part of what they chose to do. They're not here only to save their own asses. They're mm-hmm. here for the greater good. Yep. Quote, unquote. <laughs> um, and with that, seemingly Sam has made her decision. She does clarify that if 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 anything goes wrong, John's like, oh, I'll be ready. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just because you've made a choice and you're going to have some faith doesn't mean you can't give yourself a safety net. Exactly. Yeah. you got to plan A, plan B, plan C, yeah, plan D. Um, Sam comes from the balcony into the control room. Sam tells him to ready the cloak. Yep. Okay, so we're doing this. Yep. To quote Hamilton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
Woolsey is taken aback. He clarifies that, like, it does take time to switch from the cloak to the shield, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no going back from this decision. She's like, no, there is time for you to GTFO. I I absolutely love this response. It's like, you don't have to be here. No. You could just not be here. We'll open up a a wormhole to Midway right now. You can shut the fuck up? Yep. Or you can go. You can be out of here in less than a minute if you want. Yeah, either way, we need you to be silent. Yeah. (laughs) He's not, but that's neither here nor there. Um, And, you know, I like how she's like, you can leave. Your report wouldn't be as thorough. I will give him credit. He doesn't go. He doesn't go. Yeah. You know, it's one of those where as much fun as it is to shit on Woolsey, he's from, he has had a character arc of a backbone. Yeah. He definitely has grown a backbone. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm here for it. Uh, John makes it to the chair. He gets ready. McKay cloaks the city. We watch it disappear. Mm-hmm. And in the infirmary, Davos starts having difficulty breathing. Keller comes over as the monitor starts that telltale tone. And Lenara grieves as she watches her father die. Yikes. Right about the same time that the second hive ship arrives. McCain narrates that Todd's hive is sending a transmission... He assumes it's like, hey, this is why we're here. Why yeah. the fuck are you here? What, what are you doing? John is just like anxious, almost like itchy trigger fingers. He has to hold steady, though. It is tense. They're just chatting back and forth before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They have a big problem. And that's the same line that was triggered in Taylor's vision. Yeah. Both ships have powered weapons. John has had enough. He's going to fire some drones. And Sam's like, wait. Yeah. Just give it a second. Stop it. Which Woolsey thinks is insane. And Sam rightfully tells him to shut up. Yeah. I do love how pissed Sam is here. Like, we don't get this Sam often. We don't. But like, bruh, you just brought this Sam. Yeah. Super Sam, Super Scion Sam is here. You did this. This is it. It's it's like the cool mom yeah. who finally gets pissed and you're yeah. like, ooh, we, we fucked know, up. We know that person. Yeah. Who when you see when you see Sam go mama bear. Yeah. If you yeah. We were talking about Taylor going mama bear last episode. Yeah. This is like Sam's version. Yeah. Don't don't get this person to this position. Uh and Woolsey tries to pull rank. Assuming command of the base, ordering John to fire the drones, no. and Sam's like, don't you dare fucking, uh, like, go with that order, and you can see John, John, like, is a bit conflicted, only because he does want to fire drones, but he also <laughs> is not fucking gonna take orders from Woolsey. Yeah, yeah, and Woolsey's just upsetty spaghetti, like, wanting to be the boss of all the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam does warn Woolsey, she is this close to having him removed. Yeah. From Everything. His- Balls from his body. Yeah. Everything. Have him removed from his, uh, you know, lower half. (laughs) (laughs) From his testicles? Yeah. (laughs) Would you like us to do that for you? Would you you like to be parted? Yeah. From from, your parts? (laughs) From your testicles? While that's happening, McKay, like, sees that the hives are actually attacking each other. Yeah. And attacking each other with everything they have, pulling no punches. And we see this Yeah, they're not play fighting. Nah. 
quickly. This is the bad bark. We know <laughs> when the boys bark while they're yeah. playing, it's like, oh, it's a good bark. And then we we'll go, that's a bad bark. That's a bad bark. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, quickly, when Hive is destroyed and blows up, and the shockwave of that explosion actually destroys the other ship. Yeah. So we've now had Taylor's entire vision come true. Yep. And McKay relays what's happened to the rest of the control room. And no, no ship was able to get off a subspace signal. Their location is still safe. Damn. And Woolsey realizes what he could have fucked up Mm -hmm. right then. Yep. And Sam tells John to stand down. The next morning, Lenara tells... I feel like if I were John, I'd kind of want to fire one just for fun. <laughs> just one. Just like... It's, like, a, like a little sad rocket. It's, it's so... It's the same thing as, you know, when we tell Kaylee will get loud and Barky, you've heard. Uh-huh. And so when we tell her to be quiet and she kind of like looks at us and just barks one more time. Yeah. like Just to get the last word I like word to think in. of it as like one sad firework. <laughs> just... <laughs> Okay, no. no. <laughs> the next morning, Lenara tells Taylor that she's taking Davos's body back to mm-hmm. Mendia to be buried at home. I mean, this village is going to have monumental change happening. For a generation, they have been warned of all danger. They've been protected. They've had no su- major surprises. Yeah. And now Lenara fears for the future. This is interesting. This is a place that Taylor has been. Yeah. She's, she, this, she's lived this her entire yeah. life. Yeah. Well, remember she lost, they, they lost the leader of the yeah. Adosians and then it's like, oh fuck, now what? It's like, I, I got to take the ch-. Yeah. Look, so if anyone's the right person for her to talk to. Yeah. Talk about village-wide anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and Taylor reassures her that just because it's unknown does not mean it needs to be feared. Mm-hmm. The rest will unfold as it is meant to. Yes. Just... Trust yourself. I love that. We, um, I, I don't mind sharing this. It's a line that husband Jesse and I use often when mm-hmm. we're weather, what we call weathering a storm. When there's mm-hmm. things going on that are beyond our control and yeah. we're just sort of in our little ship of us. And, and, and you, you come to this place where you're like, I don't know what else we can do. Yeah. We've done the things we know to do and this is still happening. So then we just go to this place that we say, the answer will reveal itself. And yeah. it's the same as Taylor's, like, the rest will happen when it's supposed to. You know, and that's something that I think we all, you know, as someone who, like, has a bit of anxiety in our life. Yeah. Um, it's something that I remind myself all the time. It's like, you can only control what you can control. Yeah, it's and relinquishing that idea that you can control everything yes. is one of the hardest things. It's so hard to do. Yeah. But it's it's the fact of, like, if it is out of your control, there's no point in worrying about it. Easily said than done. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can't control it. It's just, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. You yeah. can react to it. You can control how you react to it. Yeah. But you can't do anything about it. Or you can't make a thing happen that's exactly. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you can't manifest something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, and as as Lenara leaves, Keller comes over and talks to her. And she's like, you know, soon no one's going to need prophetic powers to know that you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to have to tell people soon. Yeah. By the way... <laughs> And Taylor knows. Taylor is fully aware of that. Yeah. 
Um, meanwhile, we do still have Todd in custody. Oh, right. Our buddy. <laughs> All it took was a ship being destroyed for John to actually trust him. He's like, no, I don't, I don't fucking trust you. I never went that far. Um, We're not friends. <laughs> also, maybe before you bring Todd to work with McKay, like, put on his sexy time harness, like, yeah. before he leaves the cell. Yeah, I, that part was a little... <laughs> No. We immediately come What have on you that ever like this is demeaning. <laughs> what have you ever leashed your dog outside of the house to go for a walk? Now, granted, that is a dog by dog basis. Mm. I know some dogs that that's perfectly fine to do cuz you know they're not going to dart after a fucking squirrel. Okay, well, your wraith dog. Yeah, my wraith dog? No. Nah. Never. <laughs> Never. Your crazy wraith dog. Like I don't care if I'm going from the front door to the car. The dog does not leave the front door. We did <laughs> actually once. I will share. We took the boys somewhere once, and I can't remember where. And we were getting them out of the car, and one of us was already at the door unlocking yeah. the door. And Drakey escaped, <laughs> and we both just kind of went silent. Yeah. <laughs> just to see what he did. The do. longest 30 seconds <laughs> in the world, and he just walked inside like, yeah. what? I know why. We're like are you? nothing, nothing, not, everything's fine. What's, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like I grew up with a dog who you could just walk around the circle with and not be on oh, a leash, geez. and the dog would just like chill and walk with you. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Not. Not Kaylee. <laughs> too many variables in our neighborhood. I was on like when I went camping and went on like an eight mile hike. I ran across someone. He was very interesting. We stopped and talked for a bit. He has like a seven month old lab. Every day he walks this trail with the lab with no leash. He has like a little like like collar buzzer. Sure. Um, but yeah, just walked the eight miles with the dog in the woods, in the park with no leash. And the dog was just like, I'm gonna get the stick and then I'm gonna bring you back the stick, and then you're gonna throw the stick and we're gonna walk sure. this trail. This with is you their consistent the environment. Yeah. But like if you brought that dog into the city, I would not bring no. it off leash. Nah. Because the variables are different. Yes. Anyway. Sorry, I have a trouble. I have a problem with that. I, there's there's it's just not safe. It's not. Okay. It's 100% All not. All done. Um, so, Woolsey is finally heading home. Mm-hmm. Sam is there to see him off. Yep. This is awkward. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. Woolsey did honestly think he was making the right call. <laughs> and I like Sam's diplomacy of just being, it was a shitty situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's when you just say, okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. He does... Really want to know how Sam knew that two ships wouldn't fire at each other. And she's like, I'll be honest, I didn't. I'm impressed that she tells him. Yeah. Y- yeah. Are you going to add that to your report? Yeah. Dude? Yeah. He's like, no, there's, sometimes there is a thing as being too thorough. Well, and it's like, that doesn't help anything. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and he leaves. And I'm guessing John was just like waiting, peeking around the corner. You don't want to have to talk to Woolsey. Exactly. He's like, oh, like he was coming to talk to Sam, and he's like, oh, Woolsey's still here. I thought he was gone. And I just stood back and quiet, so was quiet, like, yeah. I'm not here. I'm not here yet. Um, and he he comes into the gate room. He's so sad he missed Woolsey. <laughs> yeah. Um, McKay and Todd are back at it, mm-hmm. working on the uh, virus. Yep. Uh, big thing is, is they're alive. Atlantis yep. is still secret, yep. so we are going to count that as a victory. Works for me. And <clears throat> Sam still can't stop thinking about the vision. 
Yeah. Everything else Davos saw came true except for Sam's vision. Yet. And that's what John, that's what John <laughs> says. He goes, look, that could come true in a thousand years. And she goes, or tomorrow. Yeah. He goes, so it's every day. Like, what else is So what is are you going to do? Sit here and think about it every day? We like, have... every day Atlantis could be destroyed. It's like that thing that you have to tell yourself when you're me and you get anxious about people leaving and not being safe. It's yeah. like, I could die right now. Exactly. I could die right now. 100%. I could die right now. Literally a plane could fall out of the sky. If you watched yeah. it like yeah. me, you could get hit by a toilet seat coming Anything. from a satellite coming into orbit. I could make the wrong left turn and mm-hmm. then be done. So yeah. what's the point? What's the point? Anyway, this um, was really fun. It's a it's a great episode because it's like nothing happens, but everything happens. 700 stories. All the stories. <laughs> who lives, who dies, <laughs> who tells your story. It's a plot of plot. <laughs> Did I get it right? I like how our AKAs are plot of plot and confirmation bias. Like the two. Yeah. Like, up, like, yeah. I don't, yeah, we're strange. I'm here for it. What's not, What's up next? Next up is an episode that I absolutely love that I know you are going to love. It is called Miller's Crossing. I know that movie. And it's not about that movie at all. <laughs> it is not about that movie. But it but is yes, a great movie. It is a Coen Brothers movie as well. Yes. Uh, Never seen okay. it. Okay, my homework is to watch Miller's Crossing. Both the, of them. The, the, the Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I'm going to do notes on both. <laughs> No, I've already done this. I've done an entire paper on Miller's Crossing. I'm not doing that again. I've never seen it. We're going to make you. Because there's a lot of things I haven't seen. We're going to make you. The shit that I've seen, I've seen like 8,000 times. The shit I haven't seen, I've never seen. Fake surprise meme guy. (laughs) Insert here. I know. It's so surprising. (laughs) It's been a silly day. Uh, Guys, thank you for listening. Thanks again. We'll see you next week with Miller's Crossing. Yes. Not the Coen Brothers movie. That's my AKA. I'm calling it now. (laughs) Um, We love you. You know where to find us on Twitter or at Tara Podcast. At Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like, and view us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Go find a plot of plot. Bye. Plot of plot.